Welcome to the Success with God and Psych podcast, where it's all about a purpose-driven life where God and psychology mix together and guide your way. And now, your host who's funny, informative, and a straight shooter, doing this so you have a better life, Dr. Jessica Kersner. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You know what I like to say? There's no better day than today for blessings, impact, and purpose. And today I want to talk about the importance of reflection. Um, And to talk about reflection, we have to talk about remembering and remembrance. And and when we reflect on our memories, we are looking thoughtfully at them and giving some type of quality to them, right? And when you remember, you're bringing to your mind an awareness, right? So I'm I'm bringing an awareness of past events, something I experienced in some capacity. I bring that to my mind. And then I want to think about that thoughtfully and give a quality to it. And that's what I want to talk about, the importance of reflection. Because um, as Deepak Chopra said, I remember the past and learn from it. I rejoice and celebrate in the present. And I imagine the future. Now is the moment that never ends. The um, There can be no dynamic future, right? There can be no way to truly know your destiny, your purpose, or even just um, know where you're going without knowing where you came from and why. And so I want to talk about the importance of um reflecting, remembering where we came from and how we've gotten to where we are today. And so that's what we're going to talk about today, right after the break. Meet Fred. Fred once felt stuck in a rut and he had trouble connecting with other people. Then Fred read the book Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kersner. Fred found the book interesting and exciting. The down-to-earth approach that the book takes helped to increase his self-esteem. Now, Fred spends less time feeling bad, and he grew to first love himself. Eventually, he gained the capacity to connect with others. You too can benefit from the path to loving yourself by Dr. Jessica Kirshner. Get your copy for only $9.95 from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Books A Million. That's Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kirshner. Get up on your signed copy at healingaxcoach.org. All right, and we're back. So let's talk about uh, memories in the past. And um, when we reflect on our past and we attempt to understand our present by reflecting on what has happened to us, what does that look like, right? So when when I sit and you... Um, when you sit and you look at your life and you say, you know, man, how I got here. A lot of people say, man, there are a lot of painful things that, that there are a lot of painful things that happened to me. There are a lot of mistakes I made. There are a lot of things that I felt like I could not control. And there can be a lot of pain wrapped up in memory. So people try not to, um, access those. Right. But there are times when you want to still think about them and when you reflect on it, you're giving it a quality. So it's just not some a traumatic memory that comes and it's, and it's intrusive, right? Or it comes without you wanting it to come. It's when you purposely sit down and say, you know, 
let me let me look at my life now and look where I've come from. And you're looking from it from an angle of you're controlling the lens. So you're like, okay, I want to see, you know, how far have I come? Where have things changed? So I'm looking at it with a purpose, right? So you you if I wanted to sit down today and say, okay, you know, where has my life gotten better? You know, and I think about what were the bad things before, right? Um, and there's a thing people like to say, the memory of the righteous is a blessing, right? In Psalms 143 uh, th- is verse five. It says, I remember the days of long ago. I meditate on all your words and consider what your hands have done. And so that's saying we reflect on where I was a long time ago and where God has brought me or where things have changed. And so even if it's just, okay, I remember when I was alone and by myself and fighting this world alone, and now I have friends or I have people, or now I at least have, um, you know, coworkers, or now I have friends, or now I have a wife, or now I have a husband, you know, you could look at it from a specific lens, you know? Um, but that's the first place we want to start is what lens do we want to look through? I want to look through it through a great, if I say I want to look back over my life from a, a grateful perspective, what do I have now that I did not have? Where, uh, what, if I want to look through it and say, what things do I not want to repeat? So I look back and go, man, what mistakes did I used to make? Like what, what errors did I used to make? And I did not have any forethought, any foresight, any planning at all. And they were horrible, horrible mistakes, right? Like I used to do this thing, used to bump my head on the wall over and over and over, you know, uh, doing whatever, right? And then you look now and say, I may do that a lot less. Like I used to do that daily. Now, I only if you're struggling with smoking, you say, I mean, I remember when I used to smoke three or four packs a day or three or four packs a week. Now I only smoke one pack a week. That's still progress. That's still saying, man, it used to be so out of my control and I probably could never see that I would have been here, but I am now. Or you have people that say, man, I remember when I was so scared to start that degree and I finished that one and now I'm starting another one, you know, and I, and I never would have thought I'd see this day, you know? And so when you can look back with a specific lens, you controlling the way you're seeing it, controlling the way um, you want to to va- to give value to the reflection of the past. It helps prevent some of those painful memories, but that doesn't mean they're not going to come up. It doesn't mean you don't say, girl, man, that was a bad mistake I made. And you feel the um, guilt from that. You feel some uh, shame with yourself. But then you have to remember you're not there anymore, right? And so when you're going from that lens and trying to control that lens, that memory, that memory that provoked that emotion, that emotion doesn't stay. It doesn't linger. And so too often, you know, I get people that are emailing me or inboxing me, DM me, and what we're talking about are the same things over and over. They're they're repeating these same mistakes. And a lot of it is because they feel like it's out of their control. And the first place to gain some that con- some control is reflection. And, you know, God gave us all mental abilities and, and memory. So if you don't have Alzheimer's disease and your and your or dementia and your memory's not impaired or some type of traumatic brain injury and your memory's not impaired, then this is something you're able to do. And neuroscience has proven that when our memory is impaired, that our ability to conceive of the future 
and the present to imagine, to be able to come up with dreams about the future is impaired. And so your ability to visualize those things are impaired. So reflecting on the past or being able to see the past and being able to have memory is important biologically to the future, right? So we're saying that if we know it's biologically important, then it has to be cognitively important. It has to be emotionally important for us to say, okay, for me to be able to move myself, to use the skills I know, to do the works I can do, I need to look back and say, hey, let me let, let me look at what I, the mistakes I used to make and see how can I not repeat that? You know, if I, if I, when I was gained all that weight and, and I didn't want to, and I was eating McDonald's every day, that's probably not a good idea. You know, and now, but the way I stopped doing that was because I stopped eating McDonald's but once a week. And so do I want to make that mistake again? Because I'm like, it's a convenience right now to get McDonald's every day. No, because I'm going to end up back in that same place where that weight wasn't where I wanted it. Right. So that prevents us from me repeating that same mistake. And so, um, we want to do that, right? We want to say, we want to say as a, as like Bill Crawford said, remembering the past should help you create a purposeful future, not cause you to be afraid of it. So it should help you have the future happen on purpose. You know, so you living in the present, but the future is carving out every day as we live in the present, right? So it's not here, but as we live each day, the future is coming in the present. And so you're saying, I want to be able to carve it out as much as I can and impact it as much as I can. And so you can, and you do have the ability to control some aspects of that. And that is within ourselves to say, okay, what do I know I'm prone to do? Where are my weaknesses? Where, where do I tend to falter? And then try to set up some roadblocks in the way for yourself to not to make those same mistakes. And also to see where you were helpless so that then you can re- you can tag team others in and say, hey, this is something I struggle with. This is something that has always been a struggle for me. So I will not allow myself to be around. I'm not going to think I'm just superhuman and, okay, you could put me in a room with a million smokers and I, smoke, I used to smoke and I don't smoke anymore and I'm not going to be tempted. Some people are not, but some people are because- that's not what we can do. Or, you know, food. If you know you're an emotional eater, it's like, okay, well, I don't keep ice cream in the house because, you know, if, if I'm having a bad day, I'm going to want to eat that whole tub of ice cream. I'm going to want to eat cookies. I want to eat that stuff. So I make it harder for myself. So I have to go out and get it. And then that gives me some thought time in between to say, wait, what am I doing right now? Um, so we want to be able to impact our future on purpose. And this is one way we do it. So we're going to continue this after the break, guys. Remember that dream job you had and life got in the way? That business startup and things didn't go so right and the money and people weren't in line? That degree you wanted to finish, but something was always preventing it? That relationship you weren't ready for that you still regret, you still wonder what would have happened had things been right? Winston Churchill said, the pessimist sees difficulty in every opportunity. The optimist sees opportunity in every difficulty. When you're not finishing these things talking about the negatives, you're the pessimist. When you find that one reason to keep pushing forward, you're the optimist. Be an optimist today. See your opportunities. You only need one reason to keep pushing forward, and that reason is you. You're the best reason for you to keep pushing past the obvious difficulties and still saying, yes, yes, I will do. 
Walt Disney said the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. So begin doing it today with no excuses. I'm Dr. Jessica Kersner with your Helenax Dr. K's Focus Me Minute. Email me questions or comments at focusmeminute at gmail.com. Okay, and we're back. So there are three things that for me, when I say, when I when I talk to someone, I'm like, okay, reflection gives you three important things when you when you reflect on your life. We gain perspective. We gain purpose and evaluation. And if you want to separate that, it's an acronym, you can go PEP, right? PEP, perspective, evaluation, purpose, right? So when you reflect, we gain those three things. So when we, let's talk about perspective first. When I remember my my past on purpose, right, with a, with a lens, and I start evaluating it and combing through it, um, I can gain perspective on things. Once when I was going through a situation, let's say you were in a romantic relationship and you were like, man, I picked the wrong guy or I made all these mistakes or I, 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 I just did things I shouldn't have done. Oh, I was a horrible person. But when you look back on it and you say 10 years later and you're wiser and you live life, you say, man, you know, no, actually at that time I was doing my best. That was the only thing I knew to do then. Like it actually wasn't that I was a horrible person. Yes, I made mistakes, but if I had, I didn't have any more knowledge at that point because my exposure was limited. You know, the experience I had had was limited. And so it gives you some perspective and it can reduce some of the negative feelings you have put on yourself from before, right? It can reduce um, some of that shame, some of that guilt, or even just just some of the hurt that was misplaced then, because sometimes you look back on something and you have new information, right? You have new information now and things that you thought, okay, oh man, you know, my dad, he didn't love me because, oh, he worked all the time and he was never home. As a kid, that's what we think, right? As you get older, you say, no, you know, my dad wasn't home and I wish he had been home more, but I realize now it was what he did to take care of the family. Like for him, providing the money was what we needed because my mom was a stay-at-home mom and dad was the only person working, you know? So it changes the perspective of the weight you give to that and the negative emotions associated with it, but also the positive emotions. It can increase some positive emotions. And sometimes that does work in reverse, but we want to talk about how it can be positive for you. But then sometimes it does work in reverse. And sometimes you find out that, you know, I always thought this was a good thing. It realized it really wasn't. Like that was not positive that that happened. But that also can help us from repeating the same mistakes. It can keep us from doing it by thinking, nah, that was good. You know, uh, when my mom was stressed out all the time, she drank. She she would drink every day and that was her coping skill. Well, do I want to make that my coping skill because it's what I saw as a kid? You were like, yeah, but it made her calm. You know, for me, I may say, actually, that's not a good thing now. I look back and that's not a good thing. So something you attribute it to be positive can be negative, but the the thing is the perspective change is when you're wiser now and you've gotten more information. So when you look back on it, the reflection, it can only add to your life now. It doesn't, it doesn't, it shouldn't hurt it. And so you shouldn't be fearful of looking at the past when you control the lens, right? So let's talk about evaluation. So when I evaluate myself, so when we talk about evaluation, it's always evaluating myself. And we could do it with specific people. Like I can look back and evaluate my mom's behavior in my past, but there are a lot of things you don't know. So it's not typically wise. You know yourself, you know what you were thinking, you know what you had available at that time. So it's best to evaluate yourself in your life. What does it give us? It gives us self-awareness. 
right? So what does it do? I'm always looking to be the best version of myself. And so I got to be honest with me. Even if I'm not honest with anybody else, I got to be honest with me. And to be the best version of myself, I have to be honest of when I procrastinated or when I didn't give enough effort or, you know, if, if I fail that test, somebody else may say, well, you know, you failed it, but you know, you tried your best. You know, if you didn't, right. And you know, that struggle for you. So it gives me some self-awareness of things I can work on where things, things where I excel. So my strengths and my weaknesses, you know, the things that made me better as a person, the things that did not, when I was hanging around certain people, was I better? When I wasn't, when I was a loner, did I do better? When I was more social, did I do better? You know, um, when I was working out, was it better for me? When it's not? So it gives you a lot of self-awareness of where your needs are and versus your wants, you know, it gives you some insight into you. Um, then it gives you insight into just your life. Uh, so sometimes people allow life to happen to them and you don't really go through life actively, right? So when we do this evaluation period, we get some insight. When I look back on my life as an evaluation standpoint, you look back and say the same issue with the dad, like we talked about. Okay. My dad worked all the time. He wasn't there. But when I go back and I say, you know what? He really had no choice. That insight gives me perspective. It changes that perspective. So they work hand in hand. It's like, he was working. It wasn't like he was out just hanging out with his friends or sitting somewhere trying not to be home. He was doing something purposeful and it gives me insight to then reflect on that situation um, versus just not, right? So that evaluation piece can be crucial. Um, it can be crucial for changing your perspective, but then also giving you more skills, highlighting strengths and weaknesses, highlighting where you have hidden talents. Also, it this flows into your purpose. And the reason why it the perspective and evaluation helps is because you look back, okay, if you look back over your life, there are things that there were continuous for you. I was always good at blah, 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 you know, or I was always weak at XYZ. If you look back at something, you say, man, I always liked science but I sucked at it. You know what I mean? So if you look back on my I've been trying to be a scientist this whole time and I've been pushing myself really, really hard, but it was always something that was really, really hard for me. It never came naturally for me. It just didn't, but English did. And I always loved it. So were you becoming a scientist because of what you wanted to do? Where did that seed come from? And when we evaluate that, then you find out that, hey, becoming a scientist was not my purpose, but becoming a journalist was. But I, somewhere along the line, I turned away from myself because I heard, you know, oh, man, a friend said when they do that's stupid to be a journalist. You'll never make it. You should just be a scientist because scientists make a lot of money. And you took that and you you brought that in and then your purpose was skewed. Right. And you go, OK. And at different points in time. Um, you're like, I always could write papers. I always could do this. this these things kind of always gravitated to you. You know, there was always a pull for things in that path. But because um, you had it set in your mind that you were going to be a scientist from wherever that seed came from, and you don't know or you don't remember consciously until you sit and reflect on it, your purpose is, has been thrown off. You don't really know it. You think you do, but you don't. And the reason why that path has been hard for you and a strain and causes so much emotional turmoil and so many uh, forms of adversity is because it's not been your purpose. 
It's not been what you were called to do. It's not been, you know, where things have been easy for you. Like myself, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to be an anesthesiologist. That's what I want to do. And I mean, I could do math in my sleep, science, man, I could, I could do it in my sleep. Went to a high school for that and, and I still can do it in my sleep. But I can remember since I was very little, people would always tell me their problems. And I'm like, I don't know this person. Right. And I'd always have something to say that they would say, help them. Um, but for me, I just thought that was just, oh, okay, you know, I make a good friend. You know, I, I make a good person for to have as a friend to someone. I can be a good friend. I can be supportive. Um, but really, there were at different points in, in my life that God was trying to show for me, or if you want to believe the universe or whoever, was pulling you, pulling me towards just that I was supposed to help people mentally with their emotional problems, cognitive problems, social problems. That was what I was called to do. And from a very young age at different points, I could see that. Um, when you reflect over it, it was easy for me to see. Now going through it, no. In the beginning, it was just kind of like, that's just just kind of what happens, just kind of is, you know? Um, but when I reflected, you know, when I was in college and it's like, oh man, it had this crisis, this existential moment. It's like, what do I want to do with my life? Because when I was interning to do the piece of anesthesiology, I really, I just don't like it. Like I'm going, I'm going to hate this job. I'm going to hate this atmosphere. It's cold. Everybody's asleep. I can't talk to these people. This doesn't seem like that. I'm going to like it. And sure, I'll make a lot of money, but I'm going to hate to go to work every day. So I had a crisis. And at that point it was like, if I just pick something on a whim, like I, I mean, I did some tests for this and that's what told me that's what I wanted to do. That's what told me that's what I would be great at. But I got here and that didn't work for satisfaction. So I need to sit and reflect. And so I did. And that reflection put me in a place of saying, okay, I can do what it looks like God has been calling me and pulling me to do. Or I can keep trying to force my way this way. And that doesn't mean I didn't have the talents for it or the skills for it. I did. For anesthesia, I had it. But my personality was not for it. My emotions were not suited for it. Uh, I would have been very unhappy. I would have been miserable, in fact. But had I not, I'd followed that path so far by that point. You know, and granted, I was just 20 at the time, but it was still a huge thing. And it was a big thing in my family because when I decided to change that and I made that, it became, they didn't understand it. It made no sense. And to pursue a path in psychology was like, ugh, you, you know, you're not going to make any money. You're not going to do anything like that. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I was like, yeah, well, you don't have to do the job. Like this, this job sucks. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And for them, it didn't make any sense because it was easy for me to do that piece, to do the skill sets, to, to be able to perform in it. So it's like, why do you care if you can enjoy it? Um, well, I do care because I don't want to be depressed. I don't want to hate my job. I don't want to hate going to work. I've watched people do that. And that doesn't seem like that's a life I want to live. You know, it doesn't seem like a life I want my kids to experience. So no, I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, and so reflection gave me that. It helped give me my purpose. It helped me see that although some of these things were strengths for me, this was also a strength I never thought about being a strength. You know, I never thought about this being an area for me, but it also was as well. It was just one that not many people gave value to. So to me, it wasn't, it wasn't one, but it actually was. 
And so you want to control that lens. You want to look at it from that space. And in marriage, this is essential from the place of the beginning of your marriage to later, to your relationships with your friends from where you've been from to where you're going together, you know, um, this serves value in many places and pep goes the whole way with them. Perspective, evaluation, and purpose. What is the purpose of this relationship? You know, evaluate, how's this relationship been great for me? How has it helped me? Has my association with this person caused me more harm or caused me more good? Has it made me a better person? Has it made me a worse person? You know, and is that because of me? Or is it because of my association with them? Is it because I've allowed their habits, their, their behaviors to impact me and to for me to change my own decisions based on what I see them do, right? And so perspective evaluation and purpose can be applied in every situation with your job. You know, what does it serve its purpose in my life? With my relationship with my children, you know, has it gotten better? Have I been the best mom? Have I been the best friend to my kids, the best mother to my kids, the best um, nurturer to my child, you know? Um, and you go from those perspectives and look at the past with a specific lens because, that's the key to this. So that's what I want to talk about today. So, hey guys, sit back, do some reflection. Remember when, remember when things happened in your life, but don't allow life to just happen to you. Let it happen on, be, it's a purpose. It's, it's something that you do on purpose. And this is part of a way we can do it on purpose in life is to sit back and reflect. And so hit me up on Healing Dr. K, S at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, pretty much all social media. And also guys, you can send me an email at healingxdrk at gmail.com. I'll talk to you later.